popsyndicate.com. Your one stop for all your unhealthy obsessions. Breaking news and in-depth reviews on all of your favorite movies, music, TV shows, podcasts, comics, books. Popsyndicate.com. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. This is Thumbs of Fury with Mark, Dave and Dustin, three brave men who dare to punch pop culture right where it hurts, the liver. Today we'll destroy the legend of I Am Legend, Kira Knightley gets a punch to her trap jaw for a tone met. And Mark sings for the Bible tells me so. Are you ready? It's fun time. Hey, welcome back to Thumbs of Fury. It's episode three. I back. am Dave. To my left is Mark. And to my other left is Dustin. <laughs> Way to interject yourself. We're, we're two lefts. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's crazy. We're three for three. Uh, our third week of three movies apiece. What, is, what does three for three mean, really? Really, it means that, uh, well, we've gone three weeks. We've produced three episodes, three weeks in a row. And oh, we're doing three okay. movies in three episodes for each episode so we've done nine so we like going to have done nine at the end of this episode if you can understand what i'm saying right now we're a fan of threes basically we love the three we were just gonna go with one a week but we love dvds we consume way too much entertainment for that we haven't even started down the path of music or books or tv or new release movies or new yeah we did we did be kind rewind that's true so we've done one the when it comes to the new release things i think it really just has to be those movies that we have to have a real strong interest in because i'm not it's gonna mostly be dvds exactly there's Um, a new i got a screening for a a new ryan felipe movie since dave claimed that he's a huge fan of to ryan felipe yeah that's i want it i want dave to back guy crushes i want dave to back it up and go to the screening next week what's the the movie i don't remember way of the gun six sweet i'm in (laughs) (laughs) all right so what do we got this week well, this week, uh, as Paul said, we've got I Am Legend, we've got Atonement, and we've got the documentary for The Bible Tells Me So. So well, get right into it. I Am Legend, I am let's legend go. first. All let's right. get the legend going. I'm not, I'm not infected. I'm not infected. Please. Nothing happened the way it was supposed to happen. Six billion people on Earth when the infection hit. I'm a survivor living in New York City. I will be at the South Street Seaport every day at midday when the sun is highest in the sky. What time is that? Depends on your location. Not just sleep. Eat your vegetables. Don't just push them around. Eat, eat them. I'm not playing. 
believe he's speaking to his dog here. Good point. We don't have a visual. I thought that was a hairy kid. not the best trailer audio wise that was gorgeous it, it's still going god didn't do this we did We can fade this out. There's not really a whole lot going on. Uh, that's the, pretty much for true. the audio listener. If you've already left uh, this podcast, <laughs> I understand. Um, yeah, well, there weren't very many good trailers available. Like you go to the official I Am Legend website, and for some reason they have to have all kinds of animal noises playing behind the trailer. So it kind of made me mad. Hmm. I got my Gerber face on. Oh. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. So we're talking about I Am Legend, the um, movie based on the original I Am yeah. Legend novel by Richard Matheson. It's the third adaptation of that book. Um, the previous two being The Last Man on Earth and uh, The Omega Man, which uh, I think Charlton Heston was in. Yeah, someone like that. Someone like that, yes. A human. Um, some a human big, male. Some big name. Right, exactly. Um, the story this time around is about uh, Robert Neville, as the trailer said, and he is, or he thinks he is, the last man alive on Earth after a plague um, wiped out most of the population and 1% had was it 1% had immunity and another certain percentage turned into these sort of um vampires i guess is the best word <clears throat> yeah they either died or turned or had immunity yeah and exactly. uh, it was a small percentage that actually lived in vampire form or uh actually had the immunity right uh, so he thinks he's he's at least the last man left in New York, if not the world, and it's just him and his dog Sam um, that we commented on during the uh, boring trailer. Yeah. So, Dustin, your thoughts on I Am Legend? <clears throat> I thought it was a pretty good movie overall. Uh, it had some, I don't know, it it was interesting in the fact of uh, it was kind of like a castaway in some ways because it was mostly Will Smith by himself right. uh, interacting. He had a little more interaction because he actually had a live animal opposed to, you know, a, a volleyball. Uh, a volleyball. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of interesting, the single guy all by himself aspect until, you know, later on a couple survivors find him. Um, oh, spoiler. But overall, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. Dave? I thought it was entertaining. It kept my attention. It was okay. It wasn't too drawn out, which was good. I thought Will Smith was good. He's always he's always pretty good, at least, if not great, in most of the stuff he does. I thought the CG was completely god-awful. Mm. It was awful for a high-budget movie. Absolutely. It looked like... It looked insane how terrible everything looked. CG was pretty bad. It was all, it completely drew me out of the movie. I, I couldn't 
I couldn't get into it and believe the characters with how bad it was. I think the CG of uh, the city itself stood out. Uh, they had the overgrown New York City. Yeah, I thought that was yeah, awesome. Yeah, that was pretty good. It but was the actual vampire, whatever but, they are. Well, anything that moved in the movie that was yeah. CG was a complete travesty of CG. I Although mean, they didn't do a great job with the animals either, but they did a really terrible job with the actual The vampire, vampire things guys. were the worst. And they were like, the worst. When the truck is, yeah. when he's fighting and the vampire guy and he's in his SUV and it's like sliding around in the rain or whatever. That <sighs> yeah, that was awful. It looked a little, it looked cartoonish pretty oh. much. You know, the biggest problem with the CG in this movie uh, is that things that were, had they had no feel of weight to them. You know, you look at Transformers, which is was probably the most heavy CG movie of this last year. And those things, to me, while it may not be the best script, had the best CG in some time. Now, those robots had some weight to them in the I don't know that anybody, the CG. I don't know that anybody has gotten the human form perfect right. yet or any live form well that's not just the general human form anything right. that's alive like that spider-man electronics was really they seem to have down yeah. sure like robots and stuff but i can't think of a movie that like lord of the rings whenever mm. it zooms out and it shows them running it looks oh, terrible or when like legolas is scaling the elephant yes it looks yeah the last awful. movie Lord, um, Spider-Man looks awful, like you yeah. mentioned. Have you seen the new indie trailer? <laughs> no. Even there, you can see it. It just I, looks there's awful. There's something about... I don't know if it's you're used to seeing real humans so much that it's hard to take a fake one yeah. and really believe it. Yeah. But they just have not got anything that is semi-human. They just don't have it down yet. <sighs> I think no. that could be it. I think iRobot was pretty good because they made them unhuman enough that you could believe it. Right. But even that was still kind of sketchy on parts. Yeah, your mind could still differentiate, yeah. differentiate between the two. Yeah, yeah I think that, Yeah, I think that was a lot better. I think our, it's just an example of how complex your ocular senses are that you can automatically distinguish between something I would have much rather not. have had... I know you had mentioned they tried actors in makeup and it just didn't look right. right. I would rather have bad makeup than bad special effects. Yeah. Anyway. Well, they're... I, I was reading about they were saying that you know how the the vampire guys in this movie uh, they had to breathe really quickly and if they had done that to actors they would have passed out. In fact, they tried that uh, trying to indicate a uh, an increased metabolism or whatever. But yeah, you're right. I mean, that's did they not, try that and they actually passed out? Um, that's what it says on Wikipedia. I think they tried it and you know whatever happened. They it, I thought it CG was horrible and it, it was. kept drawing my attention away from the rest of the movie. Uh-huh. I didn't necessarily like the ending. I know there's the alternate ending, right. which I also didn't necessarily think that that was all that awesome. No, it wasn't. The way, maybe if they had done it differently, it could have been cool, but yeah. I wasn't impressed with the ending. I thought Will Smith was great, which he almost always is, and he's freaking insanely ripped. Yeah. He is yeah. insane. But overall, I could have lived without it. I could have I, I could have gone either way. I thought... Um I was very disappointed in this movie. Um, I was the overall story, the original plot. I think is very interesting, um, and it's motivated me to read the book because I've heard a lot about it since this movie was released in December. Um, but it didn't have the impact on me, on me that it seemed to have on everybody else when it was originally released. It made a, a ton of money. Uh, I thought Will Smith was spectacular. Um, he did he get an, uh, an Oscar for Ali? Uh, I don't remember. I don't think he did. If I think he actually probably could have gotten a decent award for this. I think he was really, really great. And, they did a uh, good job with him and the the scenes with him and his and the dog. They did a good job with all that. Well, even the mannequins. There's there's a scene for those who yeah. don't know. He 
is alone, and so he has gone a little nutty, and he talks to mannequins, and and he even like flirts with one at one point in a yeah. video store. And uh, she was hot. It was a hot mannequin, yeah. Um, but it, I thought he was great. I I, I loved him. Um, he could do no wrong in that movie. But the rest of the the story, I had some problems with, and of course the CG was the biggest detractor. Um, I don't know. It just seemed to go no. I, I, I guess the story kind of seemed to go nowhere. It didn't end. It didn't have to end the way it ended, uh, and it just seemed kind of rushed and forced. Like okay, it was, it was just a generic ending. Really, it was really generic. I thought it seemed really rushed. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I thought we could have used a little more background story on, on the whole virus thing. I know we got we got the basics. Um, I don't know. I was just really disappointed overall. I, I think it could have been done better. Um, I don't know. It's just very lukewarm in this movie overall. But thumbs up all the way for Will Smith. All right. So Dustin, overall, you give it thumbs up or thumbs I'd probably down say it's worth watching. So I'd probably give it. I'd probably give it a thumb up because I think it's worth watching once. I wouldn't buy it, but I would watch it once. I have to go thumb sideways. Yeah. I can't give it a full thumbs up. I I was so thrown thrown off by how terrible the CG was mm-hmm. that I have to give it a thumb side sideways. I guess I give stuff a pass on that. It doesn't bother me near as much as it does you guys. I don't like bad CG, but it's I didn't, I didn't my, really think about it it's by one the of my, end. It's one of my biggest pet peeves when they could use real actors or even puppets and they go with CG and they don't do it right. It's one of my biggest pet peeves in a movie. Yeah. For, for me, it all depends on what is your level of expectation. And sure. when I'm watching something like Smallville, which granted is a low-budget TV series and um, obviously has low-budget scripts, I expect low, terrible CG in that show. And sure. frequently they surprise me with how good they can be. Yeah. When it comes to a movie like this, which had something like uh, a tremendous budget, um, yeah, $150 million. I expect way better. And sure. so when I see such terrible CG and such generic CG, it pulls me out completely. So I have to go with Dave, thumb sideways on this. Um, really almost a, a thumb at a 25-degree angle, yeah. um, somewhere between thumb up and, and thumb sideways. Um, it gets half just because of Will Smith. Uh, the other, yeah. If Will Smith wasn't it, I would have went down. Absolutely, it would have been a thumb down. So there you go. Yeah, Will Smith being good, and I don't know. Actually, making it a bit emotional with the scenes with the dog, yeah. and I, you know, and that, that was pretty much all him. Yeah, I, I thought so, he was great. Yeah, um, thumb up on Will Smith, um, but uh, thumb sideways Just, on the entire movie. Quick question: uh, What? Do you see is uh, good about the book plot opposed to the movie plot? I just want to read it because I've heard it's much more personal. Um, uh, okay. It's you know much more detailed and and it makes more sense overall. Okay. So you know just one small complaint real quick is that they showed us some intelligence of the vampires sure. at one point. You see a glimmer of intelligence which harkens back to the original book from what I understand. The capture the capture yeah. But yet, in the end of the movie, they're just animals again, and I think that was a tremendous waste of our time. Yeah, you know, that's to true. show that they have some intelligence, and obviously that, and then they do nothing with it overall. I mean, other than they just go back to using brute force. So cool. Anyways, so let's get on to uh, atonement. See, why don't you talk to Robin? I do. We just move in different circles. That's all. Dear Cecilia, you'd be forgiven for thinking me mad. The truth is, 
I feel rather lightheaded and foolish in your presence, and I don't think I can blame the heat. Rhino! Do you think you could do me a favor? Run ahead and give this to see. Good heavens, you're blushing. You saw him? Yes, I saw him. I know it was him. You know it was him? I saw him with my own eyes. I love you. Come back to me. They gave me a choice. Stay in prison or join the army. My darling, I love you. I'll wait for you. No matter how hard I work, I can't escape from what I did and what it meant. The story, what's it about? A young girl who sees something which she doesn't understand, but she thinks she does. So this is a this is the multi Oscar nominated Atonement, um, which was nominated for art direction, cinematography, costume design, uh, performance by an actress for uh, the younger Bryony, writing and best uh, achievement. I said music uh, and best motion picture of the year, and it won for best achievement in music. So Dave, based on all of that hype, what did you think of Atonement? Okay, let me start off by saying. I like a good chick flick. I can get into one. Mm-hmm. I tend to like them. I hated this movie. I thought it was completely boring. I thought it was completely drawn out. It could have been a 30-minute short film, maybe even a 20-minute short film, and had the whole storyline in there. I thought Kira Knightley gets uglier with every movie she does. I used to think she was pretty hot. But she's turning more and more into Skeletor in every movie, and she needs to put on some weight. The lead guy was okay. James McAvoy. Nothing that special. Mm -hmm. I didn't like that the little girl had the same exact haircut through her entire (laughs) life. That was From when she was 10 until she was 80. That was one of Elena's complaints about it, too. I guess we should talk about real quick what this movie's about, because I don't think the trailer's real clear. I thought Um, the best scene was what was in the preview where... He gives the note, and it's the wrong note. Right. And he realizes That was funny. I thought that was the funniest scene. It was really good. The whole rest of the movie, I could have went without. I ended up falling asleep through some of it, and then Lauren woke me up because she was going to punish me for making her start to watch this movie (laughs) by keeping me awake through the whole rest of the movie. I hated it. (laughs) All right. Well, just so you know, since we didn't explain, Atonement is the story of uh, Cecilia Tallis, Robbie Turner, and Cecilia's little sister, Bryony. And it takes place, what, like 1939, shortly before World yeah. War II. It's a stereotypical, upper-crust British manor 
Um, Robbie is a houseboy working for Cecilia's father, from what I understand. Didn't really care. Um, they didn't really explain it. They never it. really explained it. No. For some reason, um, they like each other slash love each other. Bryony, um, which it's really subtly hinted at, also loves Robbie. <sighs> and there's a mix-up where Robbie is writing a love letter to Cecilia, and he makes a he writes a per- funny he, he's one. He writes like ten versions. He writes yeah. one, and one of them is really perverted. And he yeah. takes he accidentally, and he accidentally gives that sends one, that one to her. Sends that one to Cecilia by way of Bryony. Bryony reads it, gets a little upset, and then finds the two of them um, bedding down in the library. Basically, accuses but, him of rape, and then later accuses which him ruins of his rape. life. But it's not actually with Cecilia. Yes, it's yes. some other. Yeah, don't give that away. But it ruins Anyways. his life. So, yeah, he goes to prison. He gets out of prison if he will enlist in World War II in the war. So he does that, and eventually they get back together. Which and I love that's that basic story. Carrie Knightley's character goes from they never ever go at all into the storyline about her leaving her family or disowning them or anything. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, oh, she just disowned not them. Not there. Oh, yeah. Ah, Bryony's not there either. All of a sudden, this love thing that barely was mentioned, that they had one scene of, of them liking each other, all of a sudden, it's enough for her to leave her whole family with no explanation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, too, have to say, this is one of the worst movies I've seen in a long time. Don't understand the hype about it. Uh, one thing that really whips me, was whipping me in that trailer, is the fact that they use a typewriter for music. That beat me See, down. Yes. Okay. See, I, uh, didn't, I didn't mind that. Lauren hated it. I, I couldn't actually, stand it. I actually liked it. To me, that's the one award it deserved. I actually thought it was very inventive, and uh, it, it, uh, I thought it was very cool. But past that, yeah, keep going. Uh, the, the fact that half the movie, you're sitting there watching events go down uh, with her sister confessing that she's so upset about the fact that she did this to them. And that she's going to go to the cops with it and clear his name. Then we find out all of that is fake, and we've been wasting our time for twenty minutes. That whipped me. It, it just I don't find know out what's fake. The fact the that that scene line. never happened. The whole second half of the he story. died in World War II oh. and never got back with her. So the fact that all of that stuff is fake, it's like okay, well I just wasted my time this whole time for this crazy old woman That's who I mean, wants it, to make a piece. You know, it could have been to, it could have been a good short story. Yeah, twenty minutes. Have the scenes, have it over. Don't have all this long, drawn-out war scenes that don't matter at all. Yeah, and they don't explain anything about them, and they're doing things like shooting those horses you and stuff, like thousand, and they don't really have an explanation for A thousand for characters that are introduced for no reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tons of them. It was, for me, I hated, I despised, I thought this was the worst movie of 2008, bar none so far, that Did I've come seen. Out in 07? I'm sorry, 07. Yeah. Bar none, um, this is the worst movie you could have picked in 2007. It had, especially when it comes to the bang-to-hype ratio, do not listen to anybody out there. This movie sucks. This is terrible. The only interesting thing about this movie is um, the way everything spins out of control because of the love letter. That is very funny. Made me laugh. The rest of it goes downhill So from watch there. the first 15 minutes and then and just then kill leave. it. I, there's nothing else in it. I could not have been more bored of my life. Um, I was doing so many other things whilst trying to. Did keep you even my know that was movie. fake? Um, no, because I wasn't paying enough okay. attention. I got the fact that <laughs> there's all. Okay, here's another thing that annoys me about this movie. I despise this. Do you remember early on they um, the director for some reason Joe Wright decided I have to show these stupid scenes 
from multiple angles. So we're going to show um, from up on the second story with Barney watching. Then we're going to go down and show the whole stupid scene again. Yes. But at Keira Knightley's level uh, out on the lawn. That's what I mean. It's Why so do I drawn care? out for no reason. It's so stupid. And then he just takes that and he abandons it halfway through. And yeah, he just never do uses it again. He doesn't really do that much after that. No, I don't he, think does, he it, does that again. He does actually. it. I think he does it twice total. Does he? And then okay. he's just like, okay, we're done with that. That could have been interesting if it had provided any worthwhile information. But no, in that one scene, all we found out is somebody broke a teapot and Kira jumps in the fountain. I don't care. Are you kidding me? The acting was completely just awful in this movie. Everybody, it's like they got like three robots. And just wound him up, and the only emotional circuit they gave was to James McAvoy in the fake life when he got mad at Briny. Yep. That's the only time anybody got emotional. Why were we supposed to care about and Cecilia? Even that, even that, I like how he walks through the room, sees her, walks out, and then 30 minutes later, we go yeah. to a scene where he actually realizes exactly. that it was her. Yeah. But oh, why, are, why are we supposed to care about Cecilia and Robbie? Why? What reason, what connection did they give to us? They gave us zero reason. I didn't care about him from the beginning. I didn't care about him in the end. I wish they'd all died in the war. Because we see Kara Knightley standing in a green dress on top of this thing of stairs. and Who it's cares? just He's just being ripped from her, and it's so emotional. That's I why mean, you're supposed to care. It's a bunch of crap. And is, and is Cecilia supposed to be like is, That's nutty? another scene that you're just sitting there watching this happen and don't care at all. I don't get it. I would Somebody please explain to me what was so great about was, this movie. There was no character development. No, at zero. All of any characters in the entire movie. The, the Briny only, a bit, but you don't even care about her. No, I, to me, the only person you really establish any care for is Robbie when he goes to prison because you imagine what prison is like. That's the only connection. And but you even have, that, well, I really didn't a, give a crap. You it have brings to it inf- back to Briny at the end. But you have to so infer that. It's really all about her. Oh, and that but whole... But it's a whip. That whole time jump at the end? Yeah. I hated that. Are you kidding yeah, that me? that was really like... Are you kidding me? What is it? Like a 68 or 75-year-old woman has the same haircut as she did when she was eight. Are you kidding me? Hello, Titanic? Have we? It's just ridiculous. It's yeah, stupid. Exactly, stupid exactly. time jumps. Joe Wright, okay. I despise you. Okay, okay. So we give this three oh. flaming thumbs downward flaming. into the basement. Into the basement. Never. About as low as you can go. Ever waste your time with this movie. Terrible. I wish I could have slept through it, but I wasn't Terrible. allowed to for punishment reasons. <laughs> Done. Out. All right. Let's go on to the next one. The documentary for the Bible tells me so. Two out of three Americans look upon homosexuals with disgust, discomfort, or fear. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Homosexuals are allowed their civil rights, and so would prostitutes or thieves or anyone else. God hates God hates the Episcopal Church! Like Goebbels said, working for Hitler, you tell a lie enough times, the whole world will believe it. Marriage cannot be severed from its cultural, religious, and natural roots. There's nothing wrong with a fifth grade understanding of God, as long as you're in the fifth grade. I can't do this to my dad. I knew that being gay, being a lesbian, does not fit into the perfect political family. Unconditional love, which is what I believe we have for our children, means exactly that. 
God says in the Old and the New Testament that it's an abomination. They shall be put to death. Their blood is upon them. I'm going to read the passage very differently than, than someone who might be white, male, and straight. Moses teaches in Leviticus that it is an abomination to eat shrimp. The one worry I had was that Chrissy was going to face horrible discrimination now. Fear does terrible things to a society. The New Hampshire Diocese of the Episcopal Church made some history this past weekend. Death threats had already started. Gene had a bulletproof vest under his vestments, and I realized how scary it must have been for him. Gene Robinson is a holy man. For a long time, the Bible has been misused to support prejudice, apartheid, segregation, slavery, the second-class citizenship of women. Now it's being misused to condemn gay people. It's an old trick. Fundamentalist Christians have been using it throughout the ages, and now they're doing it again. So this is the uh, documentary from uh, Daniel G. I don't know if you the last name, Carse Lake, I believe. Um, and if you can't tell from the trailer, it is a pro-homosexual documentary about how the Bible has been misused to discriminate. Is it pro? Pro-homosexual? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, it's about how the Bible has been used to uh, discriminate against gay people, um, as well as, of course, race and, and creed and all that other stuff over the years. But it main, mainly focuses on homosexuality in the modern culture. Um, it's a pretty complete documentary. If I have one criticism of this, um, unfortunately you guys didn't get a chance to watch it, but um, it goes into many, I want to say like five or six different families. Um, the most prominent, there's two prominent families. One of them is Gene Robinson, who was the first gay uh, Episcopalian minister, and uh, which was, I think, happened two years ago. He was voted in. And then Dick Gephardt, who is a former presidential candidate and uh, a congressman um, who also has a lesbian daughter. He's also a conservative um, congressman. So naturally you would assume that, oh, he'd be anti-gay. Um, and so it explores all their lives. And it, it's it's very emotional uh, at times. Um but to me, it's not complete enough. Uh, it doesn't. It goes into a very little bit about into actually going into the theology and explaining why um, the interpretation of the Bible today is wrong. It only does that a little bit. You think that'd be the focus? Well, based on you the would trailer, think so right? To me, it, it does give a sufficient explanation. I think to me, um, to probably to the normal person, but for me, someone who has you know, been involved with church all my life or most of my life up until my adulthood. Um, it wasn't enough. I wanted to see more because I know there are hardline conservatives and hardline theologians out there who, of course, oppose these more liberal theologians. And while I have my reasons, I think it needed to be have more concrete foundation in that. What it focuses more on, which I, uh, which I think makes it weaker, is the emotional side of things. Ah. And that it explores the families, and while you, of course, always have to put a, a human face on things like this and show how um, there are accepting people of, of, of every type out there, including conservatives like Dick Gephardt, I think it was too much. And so I think you needed a, a better balance. Seems like that would be the, <clears throat> excuse me, the minor side. 
of you the documentary. So. I mean, you would have some of that, but yeah. it seems like it'd be mostly debating. Like when they made that reference about abomination to eat shrimp, mm-hmm. you think it'd be more lining up other abominations from the Bible or other biblical yeah. references opposed it, exactly. to exactly. Yeah, and to me, they don't go into that enough. Um, and of course. I, I don't know. I, I think they, they also what they also were missing was a sense of tragedy. Uh, they do go into the life of one um, particular gay woman, um, or particularly her mother, who is now involved with the uh, the pro gay movement, and her daughter ended up killing herself because her mother never accepted her while she was alive, and it took her death to turn around. And to me, I don't see that as being enough. Like as far I hate to to like we have to be so morbid about it. But the fact is, you know, I think you have to sometimes emphasize the tragedy that goes on behind the scenes, the discrimination. And we didn't actually get enough of the opposition. I don't think there was enough opposition to it. Um, They didn't bring on any um, anti-gay theologians who could say, here's the the opposing point of view to Gene Robinson and others, uh, these other ministers who say, okay, the Bible says it's actually okay to be gay. They never give that opposing point of view uh, to debate the the translations, and I, I think you have to do that to be a thorough, um, well balanced documentary. Yeah, that sounds like that would have been interesting. But documentaries today, you know, I, I say that, and documentaries today are not necessarily always journalistic pieces. And most documentaries today are not are very slanted. I mean, I enjoyed Supersize Me, but obviously it was slanted to be an- completely anti McDonald's. Um, every sure, filmmaker has a point the- of view. The corporation was slanted. Uh, yeah, who killed the electric car? They're all they all have a somewhere where they're coming from. Yeah, and I, under- of course. I understand so, that. I just think you need to do a better job. So, as a far left winger, mm-hmm. I'll enjoy this movie. Yes, absolutely. I won't want to break my TV. No, I, I think okay. I think everybody should watch it. It's because I don't want to watch any movies that are going to make me throw a brick through my TV because no. I'm so pissed off at them. No, you won't be pissed off at all. I, it's very. I think you uh, have some anger issues. It's very heartwarming. Um, I think everybody should watch it, and uh, I just think it could have gone in uh, more in depth. Another half hour, maybe another, maybe even fifteen minutes, maybe another fifteen minutes of of more theological explanation and exploration uh, would have done this film um, better justice. But absolutely recommend everybody to see it. So uh, a thumb up on this documentary. Absolutely cool. So. Um, not sure what we're going to be covering next week. Uh, we'll get there when we get there. Dave should have the new Ryan Felipe movie for us. Uh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Send, me, <laughs> send me the passes. No um, problem. I'll get it to you. But we'll figure out what's coming up uh, sometime before then. Have you all and, seen? Now, have either of y'all seen Sunshine? No. Haven't yet, no. Okay. We got to all watch that. Okay. Sounds good. Um past that if you uh if you want to listen to us again always check out the break room at breakroom.org we just celebrated our 100th episode slightly different format slightly different format a little more crude a little more lewd kid friendly not kid friendly at all uh but we'll be uh working our way towards another 100 100 episodes of that uh hopefully uh you can call us 214-329-9827 if you want to uh, do such a thing or email us still at breakroom at gmail.com uh, someday I'll get us another email address. Uh, check out Pop Syndicate for more reviews, including my written review of Atonement, which should be up, uh, if it's not up already by the time you hear this, uh, will be up shortly. Sometime uh, within the next few months. Absolutely. It's it's out there and scheduled. <laughs> it's just not up to me when it goes up. Um, 
Also, uh, check out Cinema Diabolica if you like horror movies and uh, the random kung fu movies. CinemaDiabolica.com. Check out Paperback Radio for a lot of uh, good TV coverage. And I think that's all the plugs. Breakroom, breakroom.org. And you can check out this show at breakroom.org as well. It's on the same feed. Uh, be sure to subscribe to us through iTunes and uh, just search for Break Room. And uh, yeah, we'll show up there. Um, all right. I think that's, that's it. That's it for this week. We'll see you guys next week. I'll go out. Go out.